Coming to you from the Carolina coast, it's the Coastal Carolina Fisherman online magazine podcast, Just Angling, hosted by Captains Tim Wilson and Chip Berry. For the next 30 minutes, get your infusion of saltwater fishing topics and fishing predictions. Hey, welcome back to this week's Just Angling podcast. We're so glad to have you. We're getting right now at that fishing season. We don't know what to do except go fishing. Uh, this week's kind of a special week. At least it's real special to uh, myself and to Chip. We are so honored to have the U.S. Open King Mackerel Champion of 2019, Bob Carr. Uh, he was the team leader on that uh, on that crew that day back a few months back. And if you have not heard the story, it is a fantastic story. We wrote about it on Coastal Carolina Fisherman. We got so much feedback from it. Everybody loved it. And this year, uh, when we do our reception for Coastal Carolina Fisherman, uh, the, the website and all of our, our great uh, contributing writers come around and our clients come around. Uh, Bob was named and his team were named the um, uh, fishing competitors of the year. And it couldn't have gone to a greater crowd. So, hey, welcome, Bob. We appreciate you being here. Chip, thanks for being here as well. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Well, first off, let me get off t- telling a little bit. I don't want to tell the whole story. I-, I think that's one that we have to tell in bits and pieces. It, it makes it better uh, if you can get better with it. <clears throat> but, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, Bob. You know, your team is not one. You fish the U.S. Open quite a bit. And you fish, uh, I think, some some other tournaments, but you guys aren't really one of these triple engine sponsored boats out there. Is that pretty correct with that? Uh, that's correct. Uh, you're, you're basically a bunch of guys that are just friends that like to go out and fish. And that's absolutely who we are. Okay. Uh, well, just <laughs> real, I mean, just real quick. I mean, we're just uh, it's uh, three friends and my son. Uh, and we just love to fish, and we and we go other fish other tournaments and other states, um, being striper or whatnot. But you know, we all have the. Uh, my, my son calls the U.S. Open his Super Bowl of fishing, so he he always loves <laughs> it. So exciting of an event for him. He's just so over overwhelmed by it, and so it, it made me love it. Right, so you got you got to love when you see your son perk up. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Because fishing is so much a family sport out there that uh, I think it's a perfect sport for families, and I think you guys take advantage of that. So this year, this past year, uh, the the U.S. Open rolls to town as it does every year in Southport, and uh, you guys are getting ready to go, and then you see right well, I don't know about five o'clock on the day before fishing starts that you got a little problem. What what was that problem that you identified? <laughs> oh yes. Um well I went to fire up my uh Simrad and um so I was wanting to uh double check some areas because I sort of uh looked at the weather and um uh, so I kinda had about had a sort of two game plans, one north of the shoals and I'm talking about the Cape Fear and one south of the shoals. So I was uh double checking some some spots and previous spots that I've fished before and so I kind of look at laying land, but however, uh, the Simrad would uh, power up and immediately power down. So uh, I wanted a, a little bit of a an emergency deployment trying to get uh, some help to get that Simrad back online. Um, so, so I reached out to uh, Boats, Boats Unlimited and, 
and uh, ends up, you know, one of the guys that you know, actually finished the tournament. Got him. He uh, he jumped right on the boat, helped me out, uh, rebooted my my software and everything, and got us back on board. And so hats off to those guys for being such a great maintenance team. So so okay, you got you got by one hurdle. So you, it's the first day of fishing, and uh, you made a, a pretty important decision early on. You fished a little bit, and then you made a decision. And what was that decision that ultimately was probably the most key factor in the entire weekend? Um, well, <laughs> the the key factor, I would say, is, you know, you may be the captain on the boat, right, but we're we're a team. So, um, you know, at one point, at one point, um, I mean, a key factor to the tournament for us was uh, communicating with each other on the team. And then uh, we got down to, we had to make a decision based on fishing time and, and, um, and the weather. And so we, we kind of came to an agreement to uh, go fish a spot we hadn't fished in uh, probably 10 years. And, it, it paid off. That was where the big boy was laying. He was waiting on you. Yeah, that's where that's where the one that was for that day was waiting on me. <laughs> so, so now you got a big fish in the boat. You got a big fish to the scales. Uh, you're 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 happy with your day's catch, but you still got one more day ahead. What happens the second day? Oh uh, well, as as we know, I mean, I mean the weather turned. The weather turned south you know so um seas were rough i mean we were we were in the checkout line i mean the winds were gusting pretty heavy the waves had you know steeply increased and the water was getting dirty it was nowhere near as clear as it was Uh, the bait was uh a lot tougher um to find and and it took us a little longer so you know we were we were trying to determine what we wanted to do with that and uh so fish out you know so we continued to fish out our strategy and and um but the weather weather was key there's no doubt and we were a little slower than everybody but um we got to the finish line and when you got to the finish line i mean again it was a sloppy day a lot of boats didn't even go out some boats didn't go out a lot of boats came back early uh it it had become somewhat of i think i'm correct to this a safety factor for everyone so, yeah. so they, it, it was just kind of an off day. So you come back to the scale. What did you find out? Oh well, Saturday. Actually, Saturday. Um, to be honest with you, um, we didn't catch fish on Saturday. So uh, you know, I put her. <laughs> I had launched out of Southport um, that that morning early, and um, so I put her back on the trailer, and I came all the way back to Wilmington. Uh, to be honest with you, and um, so the guys were back, and we were like, okay, let's go see how we did, you know, and so, you know, I said, all right, so everybody, you know, let's break up, you know, grab a shower, meet back here, and we'll head on down and just see where we landed, and um, man, I went in and grabbed a shower, and no sooner got got out, um, I had the, uh, the lady from the Chamber of Commerce call me and congratulate me, and I'm like, excuse me? She goes, well, you won. I'm like, what? (laughs) 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 That's great. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, 
you know, I figured, you know, we 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 might make the top ten. And I think going into the whole thing, we were just hoping to, you know, we're just four guys putting our money in, going out, having a good time, trying to catch fish, and maybe win a prize, maybe win our money back. But, but to get that calm, like, guys, we won. Everybody just looked at me, and they're like, yeah, right. So, and then everybody was scrambling, because I had to get back down there so I could, you know, take the photographs and all that. But it, it was it was almost kind of eerie, because when everybody got in the car, it's like nobody was saying a word. It's like we were all in Southport and didn't even say a word. I, I think we were still in like shock until we went and actually saw the board. <laughs> we just wanted to see it for ourselves, I, I think. And of course, we started taking pictures, and things just got a little chaotic after that. It was fun. Well, then after that, I remember you telling me because I, I interviewed you the right the day after. And uh, or I, maybe the day of um, <clears throat> that that you won the tournament. I, I remember you telling me that you got home and you know you guys decided to have a beer together and all this. Well, then people started showing up at your house and yeah. to congratulate you. And, and it didn't take long before it became a pretty good sized party. Yeah, we. Yeah, I mean, people were just like, it. It was sort of funny. I mean, there was a sort of a Facebook a Facebook uh rant going around about us and hey you know, because some some people knew us and then our neighbors started coming around and congratulating us and it was just and then people from adjacent neighborhoods started coming over and but it was real exciting but you know, I I just have to give props to my buddy Eris Jones who's you know, he fishes a lot and, you know, I I fished with him years ago and have on and off and you know he was one of the first people that just walked up to me and congratulate me there at the uh at the event and um showed his support and i really appreciate that because that's that's pretty respectful coming from a 2015 uh, national champion so um you know you just and, and here's jones called him. us and told us about the about you winning too so yeah and you just got to appreciate all these guys that go out and do all this offshore fishing and they they do it for the camaraderie and they do it for the sport and they do it for you know the your your team and and you're out there and you know the fish is actually an accolade of something you love. Right, exactly. I think that's what made it so good for me. I enjoy writing the story. I mean, there's a lot of stories I enjoy writing, <clears throat> and especially in 2019. I think this was probably the one I enjoyed the most. Uh, and the reason I enjoyed it was because. I felt like that you guys, it was just time for you. I mean, you, every, even though it seemed like there was some hurdles there, it was just enough hurdles to make it even more interesting. And you were there for the right reason. You were there for the love of the sport. Um, <clears throat> you definitely weren't there for the money. And I love the fact about all parts of it. It is those little parts about the the uh, previous uh, USA or the SK national champion congratulating you. I like the part about him calling us to make sure we knew about it. Um, so yeah, there there was a lot of things there that that made it an even better story. I think it was great that your neighbors started coming over to congratulate you instead of a lot of neighbors. They just they don't even know what happened, but all of a sudden you found how much neighbors appreciated you and what you had done and. And so forth. Now, one thing I do remember, and I'm going I'm to hold you to this. Uh, I told you, and I wrote this a story. I said next year, on the date of your the, the 365 days after your your win, uh, I want you and your neighbors to have another party. 
in honor of your 2019 win. And I, and I fully expect to be invited to that. So to make sure you put that on the schedule. And maybe you'll be maybe you'll be there having another party for another win. So um, at least we can hope that. But uh, but tell us a little bit about um, we got some time left. So tell us a little bit about. I'm going to let Chip handle this part. This is in his expertise. Tell us a little bit about what you did, uh, how you guys handled the fishing, what you were fishing with, a little bit about what your thought process was uh, in order to actually be uh, the 2019. Uh, U.S. Open champion. Um, so I mean, I mean, preparation starts pretty early, right? So it, it, at least for me, um, I, mean, I, 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 I prefer um, I prefer a live bait um, when I'm <clears throat> going for a big king mackerel, um, and uh, but also. Um, <laughs> Also, have a contingency plan. Um, I will bring a couple of cases of uh, cigar minutes, and I'll have some dead bait rigs, um, you know, pre rigged and, and ready to go. And and um, and I'm pretty pretty. Uh, I don't know. Well, maybe I'm a little OCD when it comes to my rigs, but a lot of times I just. I, I mean, literally, I cut all my rigs apart. <clears throat> retied everything if it was dead bait or live bait wanted to make sure all my hooks you know were fresh and sharp and everything was clean and ready to go so when it was time to re-rig or tie on or something like that i mean i had plenty of the colors i liked i had skirted non-skirted i had double puggy rigs i had all kinds of things and then of course you know that prep work always begins you know um early when you have a sort of a spring run and then you get into your fall run and uh, getting out there and tinkering around and doing a little fishing for some king mackerel. And, um, but yeah, targeting the bait and finding out where the bait's at. And that, that, that's big because that's fishing time, right? So, and I like the fresh bait, so I don't mind losing a little bit of fishing time to have that fresh, that fresh bogey on the board, on, on, uh, on board. So I can have that, when I, once I put out that spread, it's ready to go, and, and it's live, and it's frisky, and it, you know, it's just more appealing, I think, to catch a bigger fish, so I want to make sure all my equipment's right, and, and I'm ready to go, so I start targeting that bait, and then, you know, I'm going to get into the tournament, and I start, <clears throat> I pretty much start scouting and using network resources and looking at weather, because that, that all plays into anything you do. Exactly right. Chip, any questions you've got? I mean, you're the offshore guy. Well, I'm sitting here listening to a great story, which I actually already read at uh, Coastal Carolina Fisherman, which I thought was a fascinating story. Uh, I'll just add one thing in here real quick that you're talking about, like, you know, your friends and your family, your children or whatever. You know, fishing is a family sport, and... uh, that's where I bonded with my father, who was a hard-working doctor, and all his life, we loved to blue water fish together, and that's where we bonded. And I'll never forget the name of a boat. I think it was out of Beaufort, South Carolina. I used to fish the Marlin tournaments with. The name of that boat was Sport of the Chase. And I said, damn, I wish I'd have thought of that name. <laughs> 
But uh, it, it it is great to be out there with friends. And, and then when you, through luck and skill, when you do what you did, through luck and skill, uh, and to have that party you had and everything, I, I, I mean, that that's just a great story. And I've had those kind of stories myself, and I hope to have many more. Yeah, it's one of those that, that I, I know I'm going to remember for a long time, and I think, and I'll say this in, in front of Bob, I think a lot of it for me was the fact of, of the, how much of a gentleman you and your team were. Um, you were, you were, I think you were the guys that everybody pulls for because you don't have the big sponsorships. You're out there for the right reason, uh, which not that the others are out there for any other wrong reason, but you're, you're kind of the epitome of who we would like to think we are. Uh, which is a, 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 a true sportsman that enjoys enjoys it for the love of the sport and uh, and just out there to be with friends and have a great time. Uh, I think too many times we get caught up too much in the competitive uh, side of things and uh, um, we get a little bit full of ourselves. And certainly that was not the case with you guys. Going into 2020, you guys going to fish the the U.S. Open again? I, I think I know yeah. the answer. Tell me. About one million percent, we will. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a real loaded question. You probably won't answer me. Are you going back to that same place? Absolutely. <laughs> what, what Absolutely. Was, okay. Okay. All right. All no, right. You're, no, no. Now let me just give you a contingency on that, right? We're going back to the to the same place as long as I can find the same things I'm looking for. Okay. So if, if if all the conditions are present, we will definitely fish that spot. Um, um, just we will fish that spot, but but if not, we've got some we've got some other spots too. But it's gotta gotta have the right read. So if the if the conditions are right. Um, and the tide's right, yeah, the fish will be there. Okay. All right. Now, let me ask you, did you use any kind of uh, uh, water temperature uh, readouts or anything like that, like Roths? Um, actually, um, I use rip charts. Okay. I use rip charts, and um, I don't know if a lot of people use rip charts, but whether – you know, I'm looking inshore, offshore, um, if I'm targeting Wahoo or anything like that. I mean, I'm always looking at water temperatures. I'm looking for temp breaks. I'm looking for any eddies. I'm looking for things like that that I can see in the in the, uh, in the the temperature, you know, range or see that on the map. And, and of course, depending how far you go and, and really whether you – you know, because if you read it at night, you know I'm I'm I like to get up early morning and uh, double check those rip charts and see what that latest that latest read is because we know all know the Gulf Stream right it moves so that 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 eddy can move or there's just where you think they may be maybe at a different spot but yeah I look inshore and um, I I look out at probably different ranges anywhere from five ten fifteen to thirty um, just kind of looking out and seeing what things are what kind of things are happening. Okay. All right. I mean, I, uh, here's a real, I want to ask the stupidest question you've probably ever heard. If there's anything, was there anything from the 2019 tournament that you would have done different? I mean, the results couldn't have been any better, but would you have done it differently? 
Oh, that's a great question, right? Um, I <laughs> I think I would have done some of my boat checks <laughs> a little <laughs> a little earlier in the game. You know, it's a it's a 2018, but um, so there there's where you can get a little complacent about thinking your equipment's rather new and you won't have a problem. But um, yeah, I'll definitely be uh, I'll definitely be uh, uh, more in tune to all my equipment and doing my pre-checks uh, a little bit earlier in the game um, in preparation for uh, 2020. And um, but um, as far as redoing that tournament i mean yeah is there lessons learned yeah there's you know i mean i could have got out a day or two earlier and, and maybe done some pre-scouting and maybe some pre-fishing i don't know that it would have changed the result for us um but it's always things that you're you're thinking how can i improve how can i improve right how do i become a better fisherman how to become a better sportsman um, how do I, you know, how do I get better in targeting is, is my, with my equipment? I had a couple of equipment failures on some rigs that, that I used. And so it made me question, you know, myself in terms of um, maybe uh, stepping up my wire a bit because I, I try to go pretty light tackle. Um, I just, I just think it's more discreet, but um, it, it may improve our hookup ratio as well because we had a couple of fish break off before we landed them. Okay. Okay. Always, always looking to improve. That's a sign of a true champion. So, hey, Bob, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Such an inspiring story, and it'll be with us for a long, long time. Uh, I'm glad that we had the heads up on that at uh, Coastal Carolina Fisherman. And appreciate you taking the time, not only today, but back then, to tell us the story. And um, we appreciate and very honored to have you as the competitive champion of the year uh, also this year. So uh, keep in touch with us, and uh, I'll be looking for that invitation to the party come uh, uh, come U.S. Open time, too. So, um, And, Chip, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being the co-host and, and asking those great questions. You guys uh, be safe out there and uh, take care. <laughs>